Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, uh, Shelly Winter, how you doing, man? I'm wonderful, my brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. It's been a long time, man, but I'm glad to see you back uh, doing what you uh, what you do best. I appreciate that very much. And before I start, I've got to ask, how is Commissioner Johnson doing? Yes, she's doing real good. Please pass, good. Please pass my love and support to her, uh, sir. Um, so I got, I'm on the phone with Congressman Hank Johnson. Uh, you guys just had a press conference in front of the Supreme Court. And um, I wanted to start off by saying, uh, by asking, uh, with the recent news that um, the White House and Nancy Pelosi won't be bringing it to the floor, what do you guys feel about that? Well, you know, this bill serves as an important marker uh, in the quest for reform of the uh, United States Supreme Court. And um, so the legislation has been filed. We've got to make the case for the legislation to pass. And so I'm not surprised nor disappointed uh, at the speaker's reaction to a question about whether or not she's ready to bring such a, a bill to the floor. I think we've got a lot of work to do and uh, we will begin, uh, we've already begun in my subcommittee examining the operations of the court. Uh, court, the, the Supreme Court is in uh, need of modernization. Uh, it's been the same as it has been since uh, 1869, 152 years. And, um, you know, it has not grown with uh, with America. America has grown, uh, has has um, moved by leaps and bounds, population-wise, commerce-wise, uh, in all facets of living. The the nation has grown, but the court has remained the same. Well, well, well is that the primary reason? behind adding four justices? And, and that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question would be, why four? If we've grown a lot since 1869, as you said, why not 10 or why not more than four? Why the number four? I think it needs to be at least four. Uh, and I stated, I've stated that all along, that I'm, I'm looking at uh, Supreme Court reform that would... Uh, call for at least four additional uh, justices to serve on that court. Uh, it's when you, when you take it from nine to 13, you at least uh, would establish the principle that one justice can be in charge of uh, one uh, circuit. We have, uh, you know, 13 circuits uh, currently. And uh, we have some justices who are handling, uh, you know, more than one circuit. And uh, in the past, the court, the Supreme Court was expanded when new circuits were added. And it just has not kept up with, uh, with the pace of uh, establishment 
of courts of appeal. Do you think of appeals? Do you think uh, do you think this will be challenged in a court as unconstitutional, or do you guys think you have constitutional standing um, uh, to to grow this? Yeah, there's no question that uh, that the legislative branch has the power to fashion the courts in the way that it sees fit. Article three established uh, a, a United States Supreme Court, and specifically uh, left in the hand of uh, the Congress, the development of the inferior courts to the Supreme Court, but was uh, silent in terms of the makeup of the Supreme Court itself. And so that's why there have been changes uh, over the course of time in the number of uh, justices who, uh, who have been allowed by statute or enabled by statute legislative statute to uh, serve on the court. There have been seven uh, changes in the number of justices on the Supreme Court during uh, the nation's history. So it's, it is well established in the law that Congress has the authority to, to uh, determine how many justices should serve on the court so what happens so right now you have the white house or you know you you have um the executive branch you you have the um uh, the, the congress and very tightly a tie in the senate what happens if this drags on you get four supreme court justices and everything flips and the republicans want to add four more or it, how, where does it where does it stop you know what i mean like how do we stop it from just continuing down a path every time another party takes over the white house or takes over the uh, chambers yeah it should not be a matter of politics that governs the adjustment of courts of the of the size of the courts it should be based on the need for the court to uh, be able to handle the affairs that uh, are entrusted to it. And so currently we've got situation where, you know, 50,000 cases per year decided by the courts of appeals throughout the nation. And uh, typically over the last few years, the, the Supreme Court has decided, you know, 100 cases or less per year. That's like 0.02% of the cases on appeal. And that sets up a situation where uh, you're starting to get into two different uh, systems for the court, one for the, the uh, well, well-heeled and those who are able to spend money influencing the court by way of amicus briefs uh, to take up certain cases and then the other cases for for those who uh, don't have that kind of clout. Uh, and so we need a Supreme Court that uh, that is in accords with the workflow that is presented to it. And I'm afraid that our current court is not set up. Uh, it doesn't have the capacity to do the work to ensure that justice is done. Oh, I'm on the phone. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. So those are those are the reasons for uh, Supreme Court reform. Uh, you know, it's, so it's beyond uh, politics. But you know, of course, it's no doubt that the Supreme Court has been uh, packed 
and stacked uh, with right wing uh, ideologues justices well could could i argue as as one of those right-wing guys can i argue that it's also been you know it's also been packed or would have been packed had the white house been won more uh by democrats wouldn't it be packed by left-wing ideologues well you would not have had a situation where when a justice died uh justice uh scalia you would not have had a situation under democratic control where that seat would have been kept open and a Democratic president denied the opportunity to uh, appoint a justice to fill that seat. And, uh, and you saw where, uh, you know, Republicans quickly changed the rules that they had set when Justice Scalia died. They said no Supreme Court appointments would be considered during the last year of uh, lame duck president. And you saw, or during, not even a lame duck president, but during an election year, you're not going to appoint or uh, uh, affirm any justices to the Supreme Court during an election year, and then turn around the very next year and do what they said that they would not do, and then have Mitch McConnell spit in your eye and say, yes, I'm going to do what I'm going to do because that's what uh, I have the power to do. So there was no principle uh, involved in it. And uh, Republicans are the ones who have stacked the court with these right-wing ideologues. And they they would have the right to do that uh, under normal circumstances. I mean, uh, there should be no rule that would prohibit uh, the Senate from co- from confirming a uh, justice to the court during an election year. That's not well, a law. Well, right. Well, that's that, just that, a practice. That's my, well, that becomes my next question. If if the Republicans control the Senate after 2022, um, isn't that just two years of just waiting and putting the uh, appoint or the appointees that by President Biden would appoint to those four seats if it passes. Let's say it passes and the the Republicans take over the Senate. What happens then? You're just sitting with four people waiting to get affirmed until the next presidential election. Doesn't that happen again? Well, it, it's always possible. But the, the, the fact is that the U.S. Supreme Court needs more justices in order to do a better job uh, of ensuring that justice is done. Gotcha. And so I get- we really, we really need to move beyond politics when it comes to the Supreme Court. When it comes to our court system, ideally they are to not be engaged in politics. But unfortunately, we have a court that has uh, done so. I have been subject to politics. I got two. uh, I got two questions before I let you go. Um, First, the the first question, real quick. Many Democrats accuse Republicans in Georgia of changing the rules after losing an election. Is it fair, listening to what you're saying? Is it fair using the same logic to say that the Democrats now are trying to change the rules to stack the court in their favor? Is is that kind of the same thing? No, no, we're not. With this legislation, it's not my intent to stack the courts. My, my intent is to make sure that the courts have the capacity to be able to live up to its responsibilities in the 21st century 
and provide justice and administer uh, justice uh, in uh, in a way that um, that befits uh, you know our current situation. I mean, I think it's it's pathetic that only a paltry 002 percent of cases coming out of the courts of appeals across the country make their way to a decision by the Supreme Court. Final question, and I know you're busy. I know you guys are up there taking votes and everything, so I appreciate the time. I'm on the phone with Congressman Hank Johnson um, here in Georgia, a, a friend and a brother. We're just on two sides of political coin, but he's still my friend and my brother. I got to ask this final question. Will Congressional Black Caucus meet in person this year, and will I still be able to get a ticket to the Southern Power Party with you and Mrs. Johnson? Well, you know, that... <laughs> That time, uh, I don't think we're going to have it this year. I believe that uh, the plan is for the uh, ALC annual legislative conference to be virtual again this year because plans and commitments would have to be made before now. Gotcha. And uh, lots of money would be involved. And so rather than take that financial risk, the uh, decision has been made to hold that uh, annual legislative conference virtually. But 2022, uh, I think we'll be looking, we'll be in good shape. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's see what we can do then. God bless you, sir. Keep up the good work. And even though we may disagree on politics, you are still my brother and my friend. Yes, sir. You are my friend also. And I'm glad to see you uh, back in the saddle doing what you do. Thank you, sir. God bless you. All right, have a good one. You, you too. You're on the TV side or radio? I'm on, a radio, I'm on 95.5 radio. You'll be listening to this later on tonight. Okay. All let, right, let, your con- let your constituents know. Send out like a massive email to everybody saying that you're going to be on 95.5 FM <laughs> with word on the street. That we, appreci- we appreciate that. Word on the street. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. God okay. bless you, sir. All right. Thank you, Shelly. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.